You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7, The Fan. Two hours away from first pitch, Orioles, Mariners, first of a three-game series. Bob Haney, Mike Bordick, Baltimore baseball tonight. That gets underway a little less than an hour. Joining us now to get a Seattle perspective of the series is Ryan Divish, who is a Mariners beat writer for the Seattle Times. And, Ryan, let's start with uh, Julio Rodriguez, who's seen a dip in production from his Rookie of the Year season uh, to 2023. What's been the difference for him? Uh, I think it's just um, mostly pitch pitch selection, you know, what he's swinging at, some of the intent with, with the, what he's trying to do as well. Like, basically, he, he's not swinging at very good pitches, and he's trying to hit him 700 feet when yeah. you really only need to hit him about 400 feet. You know, it's just it's over swinging. It's, it's a kid. You know, Julio has a hyperactive sense of responsibility when it comes to the Mariners. He signed the big contract. He's become the face of the franchise at age 22, 23, you know, and he believes and I mean, it's obvious that when he is good, they are good. And so when they have struggled this year and he started off slowly, I think he got out of the approach that made him good in the first place and he hasn't been able to get back. I mean, like, the way to beat him, the way to attack him is if you can throw fastballs inside hard early, Get ahead in the count. He'll foul him off or whatever, and then just expand the strike zone with sliders away. He will chase yeah. them eventually. He's he's not up there looking to walk, and that's been a problem. I mean, like they need him to kind of go back because if you recall a couple years or last year, he was getting hosed by the umpires early in the season because yes. he wasn't swinging that stuff off the plate. He needs to get back to that guy because he's not that guy right now, and that's hurting him. We've seen glimpses of it, but you know it's it's something that has to be for two, three weeks at a time where he has that discipline to say, look, I'm only getting two or three pitches to hit a night. I'm not missing them, and I'm just going to let the other ones go by. Ryan, I was watching the MLB broadcast last night um, of the Yankees-M's uh, game, and obviously Seattle got the, the bats going for the first time in a while, just six runs scored. I'm sorry, just 15 runs scored in the six previous games. But Tom Verducci was kind of making the point that as much as that, you talked about the physical stuff with Julio, but that maybe Julio tries to do too much to please everybody, to do everything community relations wants, to sign every autograph, to be available for everything, and that maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that bleeds into him at the plate, feeling like he's got to hit a seven-run home run. Do you buy any of that? Oh, yeah. I mean, the responsibility isn't just like the performance on the field. It's for the, the organization, for his hometown in the Dominican Republic, which he's very proud of, all these different things. I mean, for his own kind of brand. I mean, he's mm-hmm. out there. He's got a cereal. You know, he announced he's hitting in the in the home run derby today. You know, yeah. he, he's got – he does. He does anything. When it, if it's kids-related and the Mariners ask, he will do it. He will not even hesitate. He will always do it. You know, he's a kid – here's a kid that 
stays out there and signs autographs for an hour every day because that you know he just he's a big kid and he still yeah. has fun doing it and that's you know they wanted to try and dial back his plate a little bit take some things off his plate at spring training because they thought he was extending overextending himself but you know but it was funny it was like they dialed it back by cutting cutting off access to him for some of the media outlets instead <laughs> of like man hey man you don't need to do 27 commercials and stuff like that right you know and he's not he's still the same guy like he still talks to us every day you know i mean we don't we don't need him every day, but like he's still the same kid he was a sure. year ago. It's just everybody wants a piece of him. And like I talked to the Mariners uh, business president last year, and she said if we could put Julio's face in him doing everything, we would because he just moves the needle so much when you have a young superstar. And I'm sure it's the same with Adley Rushman. And, and sure, I've talked to that kid before. Like there's a charisma about them, and people gravitate towards them, and it sells your product better than anything in the world. We're speaking to Ryan Divish, who covers the Mariners for the Seattle Times. It's inside access on the fan. Uh, Ryan, one of the Mariners' trades this offseason, bringing in Teoscar Hernandez, who the Orioles know very well from his time in Toronto, leads the team in homers, but he's got the most strikeouts in the league. Uh, What are your impressions of him as we near the halfway part of the year? Yeah, I I mean, like, I knew he was a pretty good player, and I knew he was a little up and down. I think this is more extreme. I mean, there was a stretch there for about a month where you could have rolled the ball up there or thrown it with the wrong hand, and he still probably would have taken a swing at it. Honestly, it was, you know, and it was one of those things, too. You're in a free agent walk here, and you're not putting up numbers early, and you're traditionally a slow starter, and you know that you want to put up numbers, so you try to do a little bit more. You know, he was hurt a little bit by the – the WBC and not playing in it. I mean, he was on the team, but he barely played. He said it messed with his rhythm and his timing. But, yeah, he was not good the first couple months. He's picked it up a lot, and he's really talented. But I think with him, um, he's just a better, like, he's a periphery player that's really good. Like, on that team in Toronto, it was about Vlad and Bo Bichette. He was just a guy that was really good. The pressure wasn't on him to be the guy. And so it made it a lot easier. And, you know, you go to Seattle and you're hitting outside and it's cold and they got the marine layer. It's not like playing, you know, a bunch of games in the AL East, you know, where you're playing in Tampa and Toronto, Yankee Stadium, um, Fenway. I mean, even Baltimore is somewhat friendly to him because he'll hit the ball to right center. And I know he he tormented Baltimore pitchers last year. But he just kind of ran into it. The same thing happened with Adam Frazier last year. Adam Frazier... He got to Seattle. It was a walk year. He started off slow. He got frustrated, tried to do more to build up his numbers. And then at some point, you know, Frazier, he's a good dude. He just said, you know, screw it. I'm, I, my numbers are going to be my numbers, but this team is really good. And, I, he, you know, and he pointed out to me, he said, I've never played on a winning team in professional baseball because I came from the Pirates. He goes, this is the coolest thing I've done. And that became more important. And then he started to play better because of it. But, it, you know, the, the intentions and the motivations of these players – you know, they all want to get hit, and they all want to help the team win, but they also have the ulterior motive of, like, yeah, they want to do well for themselves because it makes them more money, you know? I mean, even with Julio, like, his his contract vests if he if he wins an AL MVP or if he went to AL MVPs. I mean, that's in the back of his mind, too. And so, yeah, I, I think that's been the biggest problem with Teo. He's starting to pick it up now. He's hitting really well, um, and they need him because, frankly, their offense has been abysmal and yeah. just unsightly to watch at times. Well, if you haven't been paying attention to the Mariners, you may be surprised. J.P. Crawford has led them in war um, for quite some time now. 
and has held things down at shortstop. And I guess, you know, he had that awkward sort of uh, situation with his shoulder at the start of the Yankee series. He hasn't been in the lineup since. He's not in the lineup tonight. Do you have any sense of if he could play in this series? Yeah, I think he's going to play tomorrow. I mean, I don't even know if there's going to be games tomorrow the way the right. weather is. But he, he's scheduled to play tomorrow. They, he went out. He was out throwing in the rain with one of the trainers earlier. and He hit. He took BP yesterday in the cage. He was hitting in the cage today. So he's cleared. I mean, if they were to play and they needed a defensive replacement, they would put him mm-hmm. in. I mean, he's really been, you know, like if they didn't have him in the production he's had kind of at the top of the order and just – the competitive at bats. I mean, like you know, his, his batting average two forty two, but he's got like a three sixty on base. Well, you know, draws a ton of walks, and he does produce with runners in scoring position. He's an over three hundred hitter with runners in scoring position, and that's been a, a big problem for the Mariners. So they 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 miss him in the lineup. You know, it was funny like they were so bad the first two games in New York, and then Domingo Herman went Domingo Herman as he can do. And I mean, yes. I never heard I'd never heard booing like that at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Between him and Josh Donaldson, it was crazy. Like, cause they hate Donaldson right now, and I mean, like most of the league does too. And so, like, he made that one error, and then her mom made the error, and then there's guys running all over, and it was just like that was the loudest booing I've heard in a long, long time. And I mean, like, louder than when Russell Wilson went back to Seattle, I think. Well, that is quite the Bronx cheer. <laughs> He's Ryan Divish, covers the Mariners for the Seattle Times. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on today. Enjoy Baltimore. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Got it. Thanks. You got it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.